This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. Hey, hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. You are listening to Morning Breath. This is Chris Johnson, and I'm filling in for our beloved host, Pastor Dan Stahlbaum, today. It's an honor to be here with you all. Don't always get to be here, but man, I miss my Morning Breath fam, so it's an honor to be here. Um, What's really cool is I don't have to do this alone. I get by with a little help from my friends, (laughs) specifically the man laughing across the table, my good friend, Mark Cook. How are you today, brother? I'm good, brother. It's good to be in here with you. Good to see you, man. I remember the very first Morning Breath show I did, I got to do it with you. That's I'm, yeah. I remember that yeah. day. That was, was special. It was fun. I love doing it with you, brother. It's, yeah. um, man, I love your passion for the word and, and the authenticity that you communicate with. And I'm not trying to you know put any pressure on you here, man. Just be yourself. But <laughs> thank you for just, I love the way you uh, communicate the word of God. You really have a gift on your life, and it's always an Appreciate honor to be that, a part man. of it. I'm always, I always enjoy being with you because I always learn a new word. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i used to get the dictionary.com word of the day yeah i used to love those i stopped subscribing i need to resubscribe because i feel like i don't have any new words for you today man i need to up my game you're so you're so gifted in your ability not only to come to throw out a new word but also just uh, the way you the way you put your language together is always fun thanks man so, so it's, man. we'll have a good time we're gonna have a we're gonna have a, yeah! a good wordy time today that's it it's gonna be a word nerd day <laughs> well praise god we love you guys out there thanks so much for the way that you tune in uh support um we all also hear encouragement regularly from our Morning Breath listeners and uh, the various co-hosts. Uh, we just, we're, we love doing this together. That's kind of the cool thing. Pastor Dan has always said that the anointing is not in the one big grape. Amen. It's in the new cluster. The new wine is in the cluster. It's yeah. what it says in Isaiah. And you get a cluster of hosts that come in here and show, you know, a various aspect of who God is in them. And I just think it's really cool that we get to do it together. So we're also joined, speaking of the cluster, by Nick Clemson. <laughs> I'm not used to saying your last name because I always call you Nicholas Cage because he's a drummer <laughs> in the drum cage. So we call him Nicholas Cage. Nick, how are you, man? I'm good. <laughs> good to see you. <laughs> Thank you. You guys too. Awesome. Well, we have a very, very awesome, large, meaty chapter today, so I'm going to get right into some information. I'm actually going to just kick it over to you, Pastor Mark. Would you let us know what's happening this week? Yeah, well, a couple of things. You want to get connected to the show, you need to get your morning breath guide so you know what chapter we're going to be in, and you can follow along with us and be prepared. You can do that by jumping on the East Coast app. Uh, there's a podcast button there that's got all the pertinent information. You can also listen to uh, the podcasts of the show and go back, I think, for like a year and listen and get caught up. You can also go to eccc.us on the web, and there's a media tab, and you can pull that down and get to Morning Breath that way. You can also call the office, 452-1060, and we can email or mail you a Morning Breath guide. So that's how you stay connected to the show. And then uh, as far as events coming up, we've got this Saturday, we've got the Cupid 5K. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you like to run, if you like to walk, or even if you don't like to do either one of those things, but you just want to help send uh, kids, uh, send teenagers and middle schoolers to youth camp, that's what this is for. We're raising money to, to send them to camp. So, um, you know, jump on board. If yes. you just want to come watch people walk, but you can still you can still donate and and send kids to send kids to camp and have their lives changed. Absolutely, I got I got some kids running in that one myself. Yeah, so. I, I do too. Yeah, I was surprised. Abigail comes walking in. She's ten years old. She's like, I want to run in the five k with Hannah. So cool. So they're out running around the block. They're running together. Yeah, I that's love awesome. that man. That's, that's this awesome. week. It starts at eight a.m. on the fifteenth. So it's from eight to eleven uh, right here uh, in our at our Merritt Island campus uh, of. Uh, East Coast Christian Center. So I think what can they go online to ECCC.us yes. probably slash events. Yep. It's and, right there uh, on the events page. Yep. So make sure you do that. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, last but not least, we basically, here's a little bit about Morning Breath. Maybe you're tuning in fresh. We take one chapter of God's Word. We read it at night. We read it in the morning. We don't prepare a sermon, but we prepare our hearts. I've heard Pastor Dan say that for decades. And it's really an awesome way to just devote yourself. You know, one, one great teacher said this, read until he speaks. Like, read the chapter, and then when God speaks and just kind of interrupts your flow a little bit and pops in your heart, something just kind of sticks out, spend some time listening praying, meditating, thinking about how that verse might apply to you in your situation. And so it's kind of what we're doing here. It's really um, casual, but also very holy and very awesome how God is so faithful to speak to us again and again through the written word. And so we're going to read a chapter today together online right here on the air. How cool that we live in the United States of America with the freedom to publicly read scripture. Praise God. Thank God for that. Uh, Luke 12. And so, Pastor Mark, why don't you go first? We've got a great break here on this uh, large chapter Okay. Um, after verse 29, and then I can take it home from verse 30. That sounds like a plan. What version are you reading? I'm now? in the New King James. Love it. I'll go New Living. Sweet. And I'll get you started. Sounds good. I say unto you, read, sir. Luke chapter 12. In the meantime, when an innumerable multitude of people had gathered together so that they trampled one another, he began to say to his disciples, first of all, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light, and what you have spoken in the ear in inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. And I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins, and not one of them is forgotten before God? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore. You are of more value than many sparrows. Also I say to you, whoever confesses me before men, him the Son of Man will also confess before the angels of God. But he who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. And anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But to him who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven. Now, when they bring you to the synagogues and magistrates and authorities, do not worry about how or what you should answer or what you should say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. Then one from the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So he, mm. so is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Then he said to his disciples, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about the body, what you will put on. Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which have neither storehouse nor barn, and God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? If you then are not able to do the least, why are you anxious for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you, even Solomon in all his glory 
was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothes the grass, which today is in the field and tomorrow was thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not seek what you should drink or what you should eat, I'm sorry, what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. Awesome. Verse 30 in the New Living, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world, but your Father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything you need. So don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your Father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to those in need. This will store up treasure for you in heaven, and the purses of heaven never get old or develop holes. Your treasure will be safe. No thief can steal it, and no moth can destroy it. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning, as though you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast. Then you will be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. The servants who are ready and waiting for his return will be rewarded. I tell you the truth, he himself will seat them, put on an apron, and serve them as they sit and eat. He may come in the middle of the night or just before the dawn, but whenever he comes, he will reward the servants who are ready. Understand this, if a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Peter asked, Lord, is, it, is this illustration just for us or for everyone? And the Lord replied, A faithful, sensible servant is one to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them. If the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. I tell you the truth, the master will put that servant in charge of all he owns. But what if the servant thinks, My master won't be back for a while? And he begins beating the other servants, partying and getting drunk. The master will return unannounced and unexpected, and he will cut that servant in pieces and banish him with the unfaithful. And a servant who knows what the master wants but isn't prepared and doesn't carry out those instructions will be severely punished. But someone who does not know and then does something wrong will be punished only lightly. When someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. I have come to set the world on fire, and I wish it were already burning. I have a terrible baptism of suffering ahead of me, and I am under a heavy burden until it is accomplished. Do you think I have come to bring peace to the earth? No. I have come to divide people against each other. From now on, families will be split apart, three in favor of me and two against, or two in favor and three against. Father will be divided against son and son against father. Mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, and mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Then Jesus turned to the crowd, and he said, When you see the clouds beginning to form in the west, you say, Here comes a shower. And you're right. When the south wind blows, you say, Today will be a scorcher. And it is. You fools, you know how to interpret the weather signs of the earth and sky, but you don't know how to interpret the present times. Why can't you decide for yourselves what is right? When you are on the way to court with your accuser, try to settle the matter before you get there. Otherwise, your accuser may drag you before the judge, who will hand you over to an officer, who will throw you into prison. And if that happens, you won't be free again until you have paid the very last penny. Amen. Amen. Wow. So, 
Lots of red letters here, guys. Yes. Uh, our teacher is teaching and lots of things happening. So um, I'd love to hear from you, Pastor Mark. This is, uh, you know, just so much in here. What, what stuck out to you? Well, the, the whole concept that he talks about where he's talking about just not, not focusing on building up treasure for yourself. And that sounds, if you're not careful, that sounds, you know, just, well, that's typical, just Bible language. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It, it kind of just sounds typical. But, man, I understand the feeling. And I think, you know, Chris, you would too. And pretty much anybody, if we really sit down and go, man, I, I understand the pressure. And some days I feel it more than others uh, of providing for a family, of thinking about my future, yeah. Uh, thinking about, you know, what's down the road? How am I going to cover this? I know this is coming. My kids are getting older, and that's going to cost more money. And yep. and there's college coming, and then there's retirement coming, and I need to have all this stuff in the, in order. Uh, and, and you can— And I have three daughters yeah. and three weddings. And we got weddings coming. you got all the things that you know are out there, and you can—I I know that I can get focused on that going, how how is all this going to happen? Yeah. How is all this going to work? And if I, if I let it in too deeply— then it begins to kind of drive how I how I do life every day. That's what I'm thinking about. I'm not thinking about the purpose that I've been given. I'm not thinking about the calling that's on my life. I'm not thinking about the things that I should be busy about. And that's what Jesus is really talking about. He's saying, yep. are the things of this world pulling your mind away from what you've been called to do? Yeah. Uh, the guy that's, you know, he decided he was going to—he had so many goods, he, he was going to focus, and it says, I will say to my soul, his mind, will, and emotions— became focused on managing his goods and just enjoying them and not engaging his mind, will, and emotions in the work that he was called to do. Wow. And I think that's really the difference. It's not just going, hey, I'm rich, I got everything, and then yep. Jesus is like, oh, it's bad to be rich. That's not what he's saying. But he's saying, you've been called and created and given a purpose yeah. to advance the kingdom of God in the earth. And if you trade that purpose uh, because of fear of lack— I think that's really what I have to confront mm. myself with sometimes. If I trade pursuing my purpose because I fear lack, then that's where I'm really blowing it, and I think that's what he's saying you're accountable to. And it's 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 a lot to—on it's it, on one hand, it's a lot, but on the other hand, it's only a lot if we're not trusting him. Right. Yes, that's the secret right there, yeah. right, isn't it? And for me, as you're talking, this is what I just wrote down on my paper, you know, and try to write as fast as it comes here, because I will lose that. They will fall out of my brain. <laughs> um, but, you know, you think about that, and, and there is this rat race, there is this human condition where we, we build our kingdom of comfort. And that's really a lot about what's happening in this chapter, in those yeah. verses. And you, I love that you use the word purpose, because purpose is greater than pleasure. Mm. Um, you know, he's, he quoted a, a verse earlier in the chapter that's the same as Matthew six thirty three. Seek first the kingdom, and all these things will be added unto you, right? It's kingdom over comfort, purpose over pleasure. And sometimes we have to do things that are uncomfortable, like giving or serving or things that are maybe, you know, don't take, my, don't take thine ease, soul, but actually do something that's a little hard, mm. a little bit self-sacrificing, uh, because actually that is the way to enjoy life. That is the way to find purpose and real contentment, because you can be comfortable in this life and miserable in the afterlife. And Jesus made that very clear at the beginning of this chapter. Yeah. And I think that's super important to realize that, um, you know, I was, it's funny, you know, something I do, I turn on ice cold water at the end of the shower. It is not comfortable. It is painful. It is disruptive. <laughs> it's uh, it's shocking, um, but it's actually really good for your health, and it's actually a really great way to just go, mm. right? And I have now made it a habit. I always do that, and I, it was funny. As I did that this morning, I felt like the Lord said, 
this is an example of how you're called to live. Don't mm. just live for your own comfort. Make yourself, put yourself in positions that are not always comfortable for you because it's for your good. And, you know, how many invitations does Jesus give? Like, every invitation to die is actually an invitation into resurrection yeah. in Christ. Like, put yourself last. Watch what happens. You're going to experience abundant life. Don't be, don't be the, the person that's looking to be served. Be the person that's always looking to serve. You're going to find yourself in the greatest position. Like, I think that he's really hammering that home. And what's interesting to me, Pastor Mark, is at the beginning of the, of the chapter here, it says the crowds were growing, things were happening, people were stepping on each other, and Jesus turned first to his disciples. And he warns them for a long time. Mm. And then later in verse 54, it says, then Jesus turned to the crowd. That's good. And I saw that this morning. I didn't see that initially last night, but yeah. it was interesting. Like, he's inviting his disciples into to share into maybe what the life of Jesus. What did he do? All he did was bring himself into discomfort for the blessing of others. But, man, Jesus was anointed with joy above all his fellows. Mm. There's nobody happier than Jesus. There's nobody more, you know, fulfilled in their purpose than Jesus. Like, he, he his mission, he said, I even have food you don't even know about. It's just to do the will of God. Yeah. Like that is so fulfilling to me, just being on purpose rather than just feeding my flesh. And so I think that's important. We just finished a fast as a church and feeding our flesh feels nice. But then a lot of times it doesn't. It actually comes back to bite us and sure. we miss out on purpose and we're, we're discontent. There's an invitation into purpose and it's it might look like getting a little less comfortable and serving somebody else and giving some, some of your things away. And I just love that Jesus' invita- invitation is not to build a kingdom of comfort, but to build the kingdom of God. Well, and he actually, he comes out and he says things that if you really just stop and think about them, I think we, we ignore them because they seem impossible. He says in verse 22, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. Yeah. I mean, when's the last time you just didn't worry about anything in your life? Singing don't worry <laughs> about a thing. But you ever, you ever meet those people who, uh, it seems like they have nothing. But they're happy. Come on. They're going about their life. They're full of joy. Yep. And they walk up to you, and you maybe see them. I mean, I'm, I'll just be honest. I've, I've, I've been in this position where maybe somebody comes up to me, and it's clear that they're not uh, well off. It's clear that they, you know, are, are they're not wearing the same kind of clothes. They're, yep. And maybe they don't even have a job. Maybe they're even homeless. Yep. But they walk up to you full of joy, and maybe they even start speaking something from the kingdom of God over your life. Yeah. And in your mind, you're going— Okay, this guy clearly is not responsible. He's not investing for his retirement. You know, I mean, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's full of joy. He's happy, and here I am with all these things that Jesus says. You know, you're storing up all these things, and yet I'm stressed about how to manage it. I'm worried about the future, and mm. Jesus is saying, "Here, I'll I will take care of all of that if you will just be about the business of the kingdom." Mm. And for we have to be able to release that, and that yeah. I'm telling you, it's hard, one of the hardest things to do is to really be able to say, "I'm just going to focus on my purpose, and I'm really going to trust God to just take care of everything else." Yes, that is it's such a it's such a big step, and we can talk about it and we can preach about it every Sunday, but when Monday through Friday or whatever, when when the rubber's on the road, it's like, man, I'm, I, am I really going to say, God, I trust you? Yes, I trust you, and I'm gonna because that's the st- that's the faith. The Bible says that Abraham believed God. Yep, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. That's what God is all. That's what He's after. We will. Will you just trust me? Do you yeah. believe my word? And He's saying these things because He knows that this is what we deal with. Yep, that's why Jesus is talking about this. He's like, you. I know you experienced this. I know what this is like. But I'm just telling you, if you'll just trust me. 
I will make sure that this is taken care of. But you have so much more to do. And what you're talking about, Chris, as far as you know, laying down some laying down some comfort here. What's the end result is is yeah. to have that eternal mindset. Yes. Because I can build and build and build here all I want, but yeah. I'm going to die one day. Mm-hmm. And then whose is all that going to be? You know, sure, maybe I can leave it to my kids, but then what am I leave what mindset am I leaving them? Am I leaving right. them the mindset of that they need to do the same thing I did? Yep. Or do they need to be on purpose <clears throat> trusting that we have a heavenly Father who really does have everything that we need for us and yeah. more? Yeah. More. Man, I love that you brought that up, and you said trust twice today, and I think the Lord is, and we ask Him, and we pray over every program, what do you want to say to us? Please just have your way, Holy Spirit, and direct this conversation, and I know He's directing us to to trust Him today, you know, as you brought that up. Um, I thought about the word care, you know. Mm. Um, We're called to live carefree in the care of God. Here we are in verse 6, we're invited to look at five sparrows, five sparrows. What's the price? Two copper coins. Like something that the world doesn't even care about, God cares immensely about. Mm. Um, Look at the verse 7. And the very hairs on your head. Okay, now I know a lot of us care a little bit more because, you know, some of us are are sad about how many of those are diminishing. That's Mm -hmm. as we age. But, uh, you know, it's funny that you you think about the hairs on your head, like how many barbershops and salons around the world are going to sweep up hair today and Mm. throw it in a trash can? And God counted every one of those. Wow. God values us way more than we understand. God cares about us way more than we could ever hope, dream, or imagine. And it's amazing to me uh, to just think God cares. And the, the invitation is to be carefree. Um, if you'll care about him, he'll care about you. He'll care about the stuff that you're, you're concerned with. In fact, one of the promises in Psalm 118 is he will perfect that which concerns you. And so if we know that he is going to perfect or finish or bring to completion that which concerns us, he's caring about what we're caring about, it's like, oh, who could do a better job worrying about my life, me or Jesus? Mm. Who could do a better job thinking about all the things that need to be thought about, the God who's all-knowing, all-seeing, all-caring, or me and my little infinite yeah. or my little finite limitation? Yeah. And so coming back to that place where we just trust him, and that's the word. you got to trust him, trusting in the Lord with all of our heart, not leaning on our own understanding, which I don't know about you, Pastor Mark, but I have a tendency to be very self-reliant, yes. to trust in my own ability to drop the shoulder and get it done. And you know what? That is not—the uh, Lord does not take pleasure in the strength of the horse or the strength of the man. He takes—it's not by might nor power, but by my spirit. It's a, there's a way to work smarter and not work harder. And another verse that comes to mind as we talk about this is Philippians. 4 6 it actually says be careful for nothing mm. i grew up in a house where all my mom said at at any given point was be careful mm. and you know i grew up worrying as a child be careful be careful don't 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 blow it don't make a mistake always and you know what um that's that's just the path to anxiety but the path to yeah. peace is knowing that the prince of peace rules and reigns and we can trust his care he says in verse 25, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? If you then are not able to do the least, why are you anxious for the rest? Come on. And he's just like like you just said, who's better who's better able to think about the things I need to think about? Yep. By he's saying by by worrying and being anxious, you can't do even the smallest thing. So why then would I worry about even the big things? Yes. You know, that's we, we put all of our focus, and that's, that's what's interesting is, well, I'm not worried about the small things, Pastor Chris. I'm worried about the big things. Yeah. It's all small. 
And I think that's the perspective that we we forget because we get this we get zoomed in. You know, it's like if you take a quarter and put it in front of your eye, you can't see anything else. Yeah. You know, but if you pull that thing back and get some proper perspective on the kingdom of God, you realize that it's all small stuff. That's right. And God can handle all of it. And by worrying, we're not changing anything. But you know what we are doing? We're changing the focus of our lives and getting it off of where it's supposed to be. And I would say if we're changing something that way, obviously that's broken. And we need to be able to just trust God so that we can stay on purpose and live the fullness of the life he's called us to. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131. And our website is eccuequipped.com. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend Mike Green and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 9:15 and 10:45 with a high-energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages. East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Hey, welcome back. You know, we really have spent a great time talking uh, about trusting Jesus and not being so stressed and worried. And I think it'd be great if we just cast our cares on the Lord. That's what we're invited to do. Let's pray together. Pastor Mark, would you lead us? Yeah, I'd love to. Father, I just thank you that you are the one who leads us and guides us into all truth by your Spirit. And so I ask that as we think about life, 
uh, as as throughout our day, uh, maybe worry pops up or, or an anxiety pops up, that we would be reminded in that moment by your Spirit, and that we would take heed to that reminder to say in that moment, Lord, by worrying, I can accomplish nothing, mm. but I can give this to you, and you are the one who knows all things. You know the end from the beginning. You are perfecting what concerns me. You're you're completing the work that you yes. started in me until the day of Jesus Christ. And as I give this care to you, Lord, I know that you are working all things together for, for my good, uh, to increase my love for you and to help me to be uh, on purpose for your kingdom. Father, I thank you, uh, Lord, that you have given me a purpose that is beyond anything I could uh, worry away and help me to yes. focus on that. And uh, we just speak that over our, over our listeners, Father, in the name of Jesus. Uh, amen. Amen. Lord, thank you for directing us today. And so I just want to encourage you, when worry pops up today, turn it over. Give it to God, Pastor Chris. So good. We appreciate y'all out there. Pastor Mark, thanks so much. What a joy to do this program with you today, man. Love you, buddy. Peace. Love you. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.